Hey there, Margie Bryce here bringing you the Krabby Pastor Podcast. And I don't think you're going to be too surprised to know that it's too easy today to become the Krabby Pastor. Our time together will give you food for thought to help you be the ministry leader fully surrendered to God's purposes and living into whatever it takes to get you there and keep you there. So we're talking about sustainability in ministry. Patience. Well, this is a pretty nervy topic, really. And, you know, you get to hear my confession, which I guess, you know, my spiritual director brought this word to bear. And it's interesting how when you sit with somebody and you talk about life and faith and stuff that things bubble up. And she used the word patience with me, which I mean, I know I have issues with patience. And then when you think about the Apostle Paul, love is patient, love is kind, love is not rude. I love to point out that not rude is in there. But I seem to forget that patience is at the front of the line, seemingly, or that was the first one that came to mind to the Apostle Paul under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that patience was first. And and I think patience is about granting grace to yourself and granting grace to others. So I'm not really great at that. And some of you who've been listening may know that this past July, I broke my wrist. I was forced then to not ride a bike or anything, which I was rapidly riding outside and really having a great year for me. You could look at me and tell I'm not exactly built for speed. That's another podcast. But, you know, six weeks in, I decided, all right, I'm going to get on the indoor bike. I do have one of those echelons and uh, my handle for that, I guess, is snarky girl. There's sort of a surprise for you. But anyway, I was deciding, all right, I am going to get on the indoor bike. And I did that recently because it was under 47 degrees outside. That is the lowest temperature that I will ride outside. Usually sunny and low wind speed is the best gig for that. So I decided, all right, it's under 47 today, kind of cloudy. I'm getting on the indoor bike because, you know, I'm 12 weeks out more than, and I'm allowed to ride outside, yoo-hoo, which I did a few times already, but the 47 degree mark is looming here. So I went to get on the indoor bike and I, it's a whole thing. You know, I have everything set up just so in the little Enneagram one style that I am. And I have my shoes, my cycling shoes on, my bike pants, I have water, I have my towel, I have two fans strategically pointed at the bike. I have a different pair of glasses that I wear. I put my computer glasses on, if if those of you who do that kind of thing would be familiar with that idea. You know, it's it's just so I can see the screen at just the right. Anyway, so I have all this stuff just so, you know, and I'm about to get on the bike. And suddenly what comes up is I hit the app, the Echelon app, and what comes up is 
log in. And I'm like, what do you mean log in? I, this thing is, I've used it a bazillion times. Why am I having to end? Now I'm having to think about going back over to my, the place where I keep all my login information. It just, it just annoyed me. I just didn't do that. I just was not going to do that because then I, I have my phone and I pull up the Echelon app there and I'm fine. I'm like, what is going on here? So I'm messing around, messing around. I spent a lot of time, time messing around because I'm sort of a tech nerd. It's, it just didn't make sense to me why it's, working right on one place, but not on the iPad, which is, you know, you got iPhone, iPad. Why is this working like this? What is going on? So I spent time clicking on and off, closing apps and just doing all kinds of things, you know, and then as I'm doing all this, I can just feel the anger rise. I can just, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed at the app. I'm annoyed at myself. I can just feel it bubbling up because, you know, by the time I was finally figuring it out, which, you know, in all cases, you should just shut something off. Everything works better, as they say, unplugged for a minute or turned off for a minute, just like us. I turned the the iPad totally off and then turn it back on. And it did work. But by the time I got to that place after messing around and messing around in, you know, nerd world, I can conquer this thing. I was thinking, man, I I don't even know if I want to ride now because I could have already had my ride done with the amount of time that I have now spent messing around and messing around. Have you ever been to that spot? You know, it's, it's a case that things are just not evolving and rolling along fast enough. You know, I have my agenda. I was going to get up there at this time. I was going to do my warm up, my cool down, my ride, and then I was going to be on to something else. And I had this whole thing mapped out in my mind. Now the shifts everything back like what a whole 40 minutes ish, you know, plus, you know, you add the time in that I spent messing around trying to get the thing going. And I just, I was annoyed at myself then because of how annoyed I got at myself along the way as I'm trying to get everything set up just so, get on the bike, can't get on the bike, can't run the app, can't do this, can't do that. And just, and I'm angry about it. I literally am getting angry. And I thought I I'm not going to get on now. That's it. But then I thought, now that's just ridiculous. That is extremely, extremely ridiculous. Once you get it going, you're just going to have to take a deep breath and suck it up and get on this thing because I could suddenly hear my spiritual director muttering that word. It's an era of patience to me. You know, it's in those moments where you're with a spiritual companion and coaches like myself can do this kind of thing for you where, you know, we listen, we ask questions, um, maybe a word bubbles up and then that word just kind of sticks with you. A lot of what happens, say, even in the coaching realm is the coaching really happens after the coaching. You know, you have your session and then something or some things that got uttered to you, just stick with you and they resonate with you 
over a period of time. And such is that word patience as now I'm living through, you know, just a few things where you're like, I just need to take a chill pill. I hate that it's me that needs to take the chill pill. There again is patience issues. I hate that it's just the whole planet should just fix itself for me so that I don't have to, you know, have my annoyance bubble up in and be just at times, actually, it's it's quite silly and it can be quite self-defeating. Hey, I would love to hear what makes you crabby or what might make you crabby on just the right day, you know, or maybe, maybe you know what makes your friend in ministry crabby. You could send that along too. Send it to Margie at MargieBryce.com. That's Margie at MargieBryce.com. And that may indeed be fodder for our next session together. Now, you know, I'm going to roll into the land of ministry, the land of Christian ministry these days. And I'm reading a lot of stuff about how people are not really coming back anymore. People have learned to live apart from the rhythms of gathering together. And I really liked a Facebook post that was going on and on about you can't serve from the couch. And admittedly, things happen in in community with other people that are unique and decidedly different than on your couch. Now, I've had holy moments on my couch when we were in the thick of everything and something that the the pastor said really stuck with me and resonated with me and I acted on it. But there is still something decidedly different that happens in community when we're all together. So, yeah, patience. How does this fit with patience? You know, things are not coming back to normal, quote unquote, as fast as many seem to would like. How is that for delicate phrasing? And we have our agenda. We have our timeline. You know, I find myself stuck in that as well because my ministry is to encourage and build sustainability or help ministry leaders build sustainability into their life and ministry so that you can go the distance with God. And sometimes I feel like this is not going as quickly as I like. I really want to get this word out. I'm passionate about this. And I relate that to ministry leaders especially those in the church realm that are just working hard and wanting things to go back to the way they were prior to ministry. And that's our agenda and our timeline and our desires. And we always gravitate back to, as the family systems people would say, homeostasis. Back to that spot where things were like they were. I think we're all change resistant on some level, some worse than others. You know, I might not be first in line for the new phone coming out, but I would probably be in the next wave or maybe the tail end of the first wave. I'm kind of that about change. But at the polar opposite end about change is like my dad who says 
that um, when there is no film left for cameras, it will be time for him to die. And he doesn't even want to touch a digital camera, no matter how much I point out the benefits. Patience. And change. We're resistant to change. But what if in this timeline of the church, of ministry in the name of Jesus Christ, that we are being called to a time of patience to wait and to watch and to manage ourselves well and to understand what it means to take care of this temple of the Holy Spirit that God has given to us so that, so you know, a so that is coming. It's not just for nothing. And it is not small. It's so that we can be the people God created us to be and we can hear and listen and keep in step with the Holy Spirit, with whatever it is that God is doing, because God is reshaping stuff. And stuff is a theological word. I was, I was assured of that by a pastor along the way. Stuff is a theological word. The church is in a time of transition. Ministry in the name of Christ is in transition. And it probably would be very helpful if we would get on the patience bandwagon in the name of Christ, patience, so that God can do this transformation time and we can let God lead and we can follow what God is doing. For us to do that effectively, I think we do need to be taking a look at ourselves. I hate when it comes down to that. I always think, well, so-and-so needs to get with a program and fix that, or this company isn't doing that quite right. You know, they need to alter how they're doing. Because, you know, that's the nature of my Enneagram, my personality, whatever, where I can walk into a room and see the thing that needs to be improved. And... I'm not fond of that, but it always seems to come back around to me and that it's me that needs to be improved. And while that's not a bad thing, it's just like, really? Really? Again? It's me? Again? What do I need to do, Lord, to get onto your agenda and stay there and stay there? That's that sometimes is a the kicker. I know a spiritual director said to me once, you know, you don't have trouble staying on the path, but maybe you have trouble finding peace on the path. Now I'm thinking about it. That's probably a nice way of saying you need to have a little more patience and go at God's speed and at God's pace to stay on God's path for you. I know for me, I lose perspective of myself if left to myself. Let me say that again. I lose perspective of myself when I am left to myself. And that's why I have a coach. That's why I have a spiritual director. This is just a crazy, crazy era. And I need help. I need perspective. I need someone to call out those words in a loving and kind way for me to go back and, you know, contemplate on 
So now, you know, I'm seeing a lot of places where patience is, you know, an issue for me. And, you know, what is it we always say, like, don't pray for patience because you just never, you know, I think life right now is that I have friends who have serious health condition situation going on in their household and stuff around the house is breaking and including their refrigerator and they have you know it's a large family and so what it takes six weeks to get a refrigerator and we're like what is that about we're like used to same day delivery you know that whole thing and this ain't same day delivery is it and yet And yet we can't forget that God is in the midst of the mess with us, growing and shaping us. And I firmly, firmly believe that this is a transitional time for ministries connected to Jesus Christ, for the church and how we're going to evolve next and how we're going to show the world our love. I think it's time we get off the institutional bandwagon of whatever that was, where we're all like, you know, it's like McDonald's. You go into every one of them and they're all the same. And even if your denominational affiliation calls for that, I think the world is crying for something else, something where we're showing our love and our passion and our concern for the multitude of things that are going down right now throughout and the multitude of pain there's a lot of stories not being told a lot of stories not being told right now and and it just is about life being more challenging and more difficult i mean i'm coming to the assessment and conclusion too that you know affordable housing is just a tricky wicket right now and while some people are getting their food stamps you know well that's that dates me doesn't it bridge card or whatever for food while they're getting more and more money for that that's not putting a roof over people's heads and that's getting to be kind of a a concerning situation there's lots of concerning situations right now that we as the followers of jesus need to be asking lord what do i need to see what do i need to put my energies and and emphasis and passions towards so that other people's lives are better because I was a faithful disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, churches are challenged today to answer that kind of question as well in new ways. And that requires a level of patience so that we can slow down and wait for God to show us and that we are in such a place that we can hear clearly, see clearly, and then say, Lord, this is what I think you're calling me to do. And then you step into that and you see if the door flies open. But for us to do that, we need to be cultivating some what I'm calling sustainability practices into our hearts and into our lives. And if you go to my Facebook group, Self-Care and Sustainability, the number four ministry leaders, you'll see regular encouragement along those lines. And we're working on the formation of sustainability groups. Watch for more on that because ministry leaders need to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. And this does require a little bit of patience, patience with ourselves, patience with others. And how about this one? 
patience with the Lord God Almighty, who is rolling things out and shifting and changing and asking us to follow in new ways. Hey, thanks for listening. It is my deep desire and passion to champion issues of sustainability in ministry and for your life. So I'm here to help. I stepped back from pastoral ministry and I feel called to help ministry leaders uh, create and cultivate sustainability in their lives so that they can go the distance with God and whatever plans that God has for you. I would love to help. I would consider it an honor. And in all things, make sure you connect to these sustainability practices, you know, so that you don't become the crabby pastor. <laughs>